Yep, yeah, thanks, David. The title of my message today is Under Construction. And the truth is we're going to unfold, or to put it another way, have a good hard look at the subject of salvation. To get things rolling, uh, we're going to look at a video put together by Richard and Carolyn Hyde from Heart of God Ministries in Israel. They're Messianic Jews, there's Jews that uh, follow Jesus, and they shared with the group that I was fortunate to be a part of and with one evening last year on the shore of the Dead Sea. Carolyn Hyde and Lenny Flamenco are the singers. The song is in Hebrew, if I can say it correctly, Atta Yeshuati. We're going to have uh, English subtitles. It's the story of a man's journey from bitterness to forgiveness, from selfishness to salvation. Let's roll.
salvation may have the ring of religion about it, but I want to declare today it speaks of something very real and relevant to us all, something that's wonderful. And I hope that when we leave this place, we're just rejoicing in salvation today. In fact, I consider it the main message of the Bible, apart from the wonderful revelation of the fact that it's a God who is all-powerful, all-knowing, all-wise and all-loving. Now, I'm aware I'm going to include a few uh, stories that... Uh, I've shared before, but I do that unapologetically because they're worth hearing again. I don't know about you, but I have uh, toast with uh, marmalade every morning, and every morning I love it. Doesn't matter if you go over a few things a few times. When we think about salvation, sadly another S word comes into the picture. You know what it is? Sin. As a result of the disease called sin invading this planet and its people, that's us. We now live on a troubled planet and we are troubled people. Two scriptures we know well. Firstly, Romans 3.23, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. So sin is falling short. Someone said it's missing the mark. Now that sounds pretty innocent, doesn't it? We just fall short. We miss the mark. But sin is more serious than that. When I think of missing the mark, I think of uh, a bow and arrow shooting at a target. And this is how it is. God comes to us and says, there's the target. This is how you shoot. Go. And we say, ah, I'm going to shoot my arrow this way. Blow it all. I'm shooting that way. It's disregarding God. It's doing things our own selfish way. Where are you, Sam? I need you now. The sad part is that sin separates us from God. Now, here's God. Hi. <laughs> and I, I, I... Oh, God. Uh, look, love is just a word. And thanks for the offer, but no, nah, no. Nah. I, I, I'm going to go this way, guys. I, I, I'm going to head this way. I want to do it my way. Now, I separated myself from God as I left him and I'm going that way. I'm the cause of the separation. God's not the cause of the separation. My sin separates me from him. Light, light and darkness can't dwell together. Uh, God and sin can't dwell together. And I tell you what, God gets no joy in it. He doesn't get any joy in this separation. Uh, he, he, he's saddened. We're told in Genesis that uh, his, his heart was filled with grief. Anyway, I'm going this way. <laughs> what, what are you doing there? Oh, come on, come on. What, what, no. Sorry, I'm going this way. That's what it is. God, you may sit down now. <laughs> <laughs> Where are we? Second scripture, Romans 6.23. For the wages of sin is death. Wow, they're awful wages. What is death? Death means separation. And so when we die physically, our body and our spirit are separated. When we die spiritually, 
we're separated from God. And so sin separates from God. Because of sin, we're in the bin, the sin bin. Now, I've worked out what S-I-N stands for. It stands for seriously in need. Seriously in need of what? Salvation. The result of sin is spiritual death, which equals big trouble. The sinfulness of humankind is so evident in our world. Human beings, human beings are capable of awful things. God's good gifts are abused. Sadly, not just used, but abused. And to add to the darkness, we don't just do the sinning, but no doubt we've been sinned against. And that's why Jesus said in the prayer he guided us into, Lord, forgive us our trespasses. Note the plural, trespasses. As we forgive those who trespass against us. So sin is trespassing. What does trespass mean? It means to go where you're not meant to be and do what you shouldn't be doing. So we need healing from the hurt and pain caused by the sin done by us and the sin done to us. In Ed Smith's book, Healing Life Hurts, he says when he's talking to people, he often asks, or people ask him, how many people I think need healing? His answer, everyone raise your right hand. So we could say, if we're asked, how many people need saving? The answer is, everyone raise your right hand hand. What is the answer to the sin problem? Well, there's a book that tells the answer. It's called the Bible. The Bible is the book of God, but also the God of books. My paperback, I read that to you a few weeks back. It says, the Bible is the true story of God and his plan to set the world right again. And another quote I shared with you, just a few weeks ago, Philip Yancey, his book, Vanishing Grace, just listen to this, it's so good. That's why I'm reading it again. Better than toast with marmalade. <laughs> In my lifelong study of the Bible, I have looked for an overarching theme, a summary statement of what the whole sprawling book is about. I've settled on this. God gets his family back. From the first book to the last, the Bible tells of wayward children and the tortuous lengths to which God will go to bring them home. God gets no joy in being separated from his family. He's a loving father. When his kids turn away, it hurts him deeply. He loves his family and he wants them back like any loving father, any loving parent wants so we come to the subject of salvation. In fact, I believe we've just defined it. Here's my definition of salvation. God gets his family back. Old Testament readings that describe salvation. Let's go onto the screen and look at Psalm 40, 1, 3 and 4. I waited patiently for the Lord. He turned to me and heard my cry. 
He lifted me out of the slimy pit, out of the mud and mire, and set my feet on a rock. He gave me a firm place to stand. He put a new song in my mouth, a hymn of praise to our God. Blessed is the man who makes the Lord his trust. Psalm 103. Praise the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your sins and heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit and crowns you with love and compassion. So salvation is like being lifted out of a pit, the sin bin we've talked about, and our feet being put on a solid rock and our life crowned with love and compassion. New Testament readings that speak of salvation. Luke 5, verses 12 and 13. While Jesus was in one of the towns, a man came along who was covered with leprosy. When he saw Jesus, he fell with his face to the ground and begged him, Lord, if you are willing, can you make me clean? Jesus reached out his hand and touched the man. I'm willing, he said, be clean. And immediately the leprosy left him. Now Luke 5, verses 18, 20, 24, 25. Some men came carrying a paralyzed man on a mat, tried to take him into the house to lay him before Jesus. When they could not find a way to do this because of the crowd, they went up onto the roof and lowered him on his mat through the tiles into the middle of the crowd, right in front of Jesus. When Jesus saw their faith, he said, friend, your sins are forgiven. But I want you to know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. So he said to the paralyzed man, I tell you, get up, take your mat and go home. Immediately stood up in front of them, took what he had been lying on and went home praising God. Two wonderful stories that I believe speak of salvation. The leper, back in those days, leprosy was a terrible and contagious disease. A leper was required whenever they went into a public place to shout out, unclean, unclean, unclean. Just imagine what it meant to the man to not have to shout those words. The paralysed man, both forgiven of his sins and healed of his infirmity. And I love this. He went home, carrying his mat, praising God. Both stories, I believe, speak of salvation. No longer are we unclean sinners. No longer are we unclean sinners. Think of that leper who had to shout out unclean. No longer did he have to do that. Just think of the difference that made. That's how we should see our salvation. We're forgiven, saved, healed and clean. We're on our way in life, praising God, heading home, if you like, praising God. So what is salvation? The word salvation comes from the Greek soteria, which means deliverance and preservation. Salvation means deliverance and preservation. Deliverance from sin and its symptoms and our life preserved eternally. And I've mentioned this the other Sunday and I like it so much. Salvation is God's salve. The salve is an ointment that heals. That's what salvation is. It heals us from the disease and symptoms of sin. 
But I want us to understand that salvation is all-embracing. It includes forgiveness, cleansing, healing, freedom, peace, joy, and life. Sometimes we just think, oh, I'm saved, I'm not going to be judged to hell. No, it means more than that. Forgiveness, cleansing, healing, freedom, peace, joy, and life. To get it started, something wonderful happens to us, something supernatural. God's spirit comes into our being and we're born again. We're actually identified as new creations in Jesus. So the question, how is salvation obtained? How is it achieved? The Old Testament, my summary, tells us the world is a mess and needs a saviour. New Testament tells us the world is a mess and has a saviour. His name Jesus. His very name means the Lord saves. You know, when it comes to salvation, we're all in the same boat, sunk without Jesus. But with Jesus in our boat, we're saved. With Christ in our vessel, we can smile at the storm as we go sailing home. Just reflecting on the video we saw, yeah, a Christian lady rides her bike in Israel, in Galilee, you saw the Lake of Galilee, for some distance to pray for an older man. The man is helped, healed and happy. His son is touched by her love and his father's healing, in fact, touched by God's love. I believe we see that he was on his journey from selfishness to salvation. But here's the bigger picture. We all need love, grace, help and healing. God sent his son from heaven to earth. Now I have no evidence that Jesus rode his bike. Probably didn't. But he came a long way to be with us. The Bible puts it this way. For the son of man came to seek and to save what was lost. But how did he win his salvation? Well, it wasn't easy. It cost him his life. And here's the best news going. Salvation is a gift of grace. It's God's amazing, outrageous grace. It's not a matter of our measuring up. It's not of worth work so that we, we don't have anything to boast about. We're not loved because we're worthy. We're worthy because we're loved. In the words of scripture, Romans 6.23, for the wages of sin is death. We've read that one, but here's the good news. The gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Romans 10.13, for everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. I like the message translation. It says, everyone who calls help God gets help. Colossians 1, 13 and 14. For he has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the Son he loves in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. Listen to the message translation. God rescued us from dead-end alleys and dark dungeons. Pit. He set us up in the kingdom of the son he loved so much. The son who got us out of the pit we were in, got rid of the sins we were doomed to keep repeating. All Jesus requires of us 
is that we look up out of the pit, we see his face filled with love and grace, we take his outstretched hand and he'll lift us out of the pit and put our feet on higher ground. It's called salvation. We saw God offering it right here. We saw him here, persisted. He didn't give up and that's what he's like. He persists because he loves us. Doesn't like to be separated from us. Here's the second part of my message today. But here is something about salvation we need to understand. Salvation is an ongoing process. We are a work in progress. Our salvation is not yet fully realised. We are saved, but we are being saved. Our salvation is complete, but still happening. Like a little baby is complete, but still has some growing to do. Like a little tree, it's complete, it's planted, but has some growing to do. And as it does, it produces fruit. You could say we're like a jigsaw puzzle. All the pieces are there, but need to be fitted into their proper place. The other illustration could be we're like a Rubik cube, a speed cube, a puzzle cube. All the colours are there, but they need to be lined up. They need to be matched up in their proper place. So we're a jigsaw puzzle that isn't complete, but all the bits are there where a Rubik cube needs to be uh, put into place. The point, yes, we're saved, but there's still some sorting out to do. A couple of scriptures. 2 Corinthians 3.18 And we who with unveiled faces all reflect the Lord's glory. So it started, but we are being transformed into his likeness with ever increasing glory which comes from the Lord who is spirit. Philippians 1.6 Being confident of this, that who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Jesus Christ. I want us to listen to what Ruth Graham has said. It's in Billy Graham's book, Nearing Home. My wife, Ruth, was one of those who could lighten heavy hearts, especially mine. I will never forget when she announced that what she wanted engraved on a gravestone. What she planned was carried out to the letter. Long before she became bedridden, she was driving along a highway through a construction site, carefully following the Detours and mile by mile cautionary signs, she came to the last one that said, end of construction, thank you for your patience. She arrived home chuckling and telling the family about the posting. When I die, she said, I want that engraved on my stone. End of construction, thank you for your patience. She was lighthearted but serious about her request. She even wrote it out so we wouldn't forget. While we found the humour enlightening, we appreciated the truth she conveyed through those words. Every human being is under construction from conception till death. That's where the title of my sermon came from today, Under Construction. Salvation begins when we make Jesus our saviour. We're born again, we're a new creation, but not complete, we're under construction. It's a process of renovation, restoration, transformation into what God wants us to be. And you know what he wants us to be? To be like him, to be like Jesus, to be displaying his character qualities. Conformed to the likeness of Jesus, healthy, whole, wholesome, holy and happy. My comment 
We need to hand over the construction to God. Put all the pieces of the jigsaw puzzle or the colours on the cube into God's hands. Trust our lives to God. Put our lives in God's healing hands. Now some of you will remember at the family camp in 2012 down at El Shaddai, I fell off the Tarzan swing. Yes, I know. You're thinking, why was I on it in the first place? (laughs) I injured my neck and back. Result, I I was suffering with this constant low-grade pain, a thick head and a stiff neck. And it was on the eve of my first overseas trip to Europe. The adventure started in Prague. And I was struggling with this injury. I'm thinking, this is going to wreck this next two or three or four weeks, however long I'm going to have this. Uh, But I noticed that in the hotel we were staying in, there was a musculoskeletal therapist that had a room in the basement of the hotel. So I made an appointment for the next morning. I found it was a young lady and she was working gently on my neck and shoulders and then she stopped and looked me in the eye and she said to me, for me to help you, you have to give me your neck and shoulders. They're to be mine now, not yours. Big challenge. (laughs) I did the best I could. She did help me. The pain and thick head didn't continue. I was helped and healed. The application for today, God can only truly outwork our salvation as we put our lives in his hands. Totally. What does it mean? Submit to the leading of his spirit and his word. Shoot our arrows in the direction that that God has told us is the way. And and, and, And the distance to shoot. His way, not our way. Walk with him, not away from him. Surrender our lives to God. Scripture says you've been bought with a price. Therefore, honour God with your body. In fact, I believe we honour him with our spirit, soul and body. Some of you, David Potter's age, how are you David, still friends? <laughs> will know this hymn. We used to sing it. David could sing it, but don't. And I'm not saying nothing. Something's wrong with your voice, no. <laughs> All to Jesus I surrender. All to him I freely give. I will ever love and trust him in his presence daily live. All to Jesus I surrender. Lord, I give myself to thee. Fill me with thy love and power. Let thy blessing fall on me. All to Jesus I surrender. Now I feel the sacred flame. Oh, the joy of full salvation. Glory, glory to his name. And the chorus, I surrender all. I surrender all. All to thee, my blessed saviour, I surrender all. Heck of a challenge. I know sometimes I go to bed at night and I just think, God, I I don't want to do it my way anymore. I just muck it up. I'm sorry, God, I surrender all. I feel beautiful peace. I wake up in the morning and I realise I've taken things back even in my sleep. It's a challenge to surrender all. It's a challenge. What does it mean? Does it mean... I give up, I want to die, I'm not going to think anymore, I'm going to stop trying. No, it doesn't. 
It means to love God with all our heart, mind and strength. It means to use our gifts for the glory of God. Our goal is to be pleased to please the Lord. Whatever we do in word or deed, we should do in the name of the Lord. In fact, here is what I believe surrender means. It means surrender to God's salvation. Surrender to his salvation, which in fact leaves, leads not to death but to life. Yes, it's amazing what God can do with a broken life if we give him all the pieces. Come to 1 Thessalonians 5, 23 and 24. May God himself, the God who makes everything holy and whole, make you holy and whole, put you together spirit, soul and body and keep you fit for the coming of the Master Jesus Christ. The one who called you is completely dependable. He said it, he'll do it. The truth is full salvation will not be fully realised until Jesus returns and makes things all new. And this includes the fact we're going to get glorious new bodies. But God's getting us ready for that day. The words of a little song speak of the journey. We sing it, something beautiful, something good. All my confusion he understood. All I had to offer him was brokenness and strife. But he made something beautiful of my life. That's salvation being outworked in our lives. And just another note, just because we're saved and being saved it doesn't mean that only good things come our way. Jesus said, expect trouble in this world. But in God, as we give our good times and bad times to him, he can outwork this salvation in our lives. He can cause us to become more like Jesus, if we allow him to. Romans 8:28. all things, in all things, God works for the good of those who love him. Someone coined it, God's recycling grace. We surrender all to him, Give it to him. He can recycle it and bring something beautiful out of it. Okay, to conclude our message under construction. Firstly, a description of the journey of salvation. This goes for a little while, but just track with it. It's so good. comes out of the message translation. Here we go. What a God we have and how fortunate we are to have him. This father of our master Jesus because Jesus was raised from the dead, we've been given a brand new life and have everything to live for, including a future in heaven. And the future starts right now. We're saved and being saved. God is keeping careful watch over us and the future. The day is coming when, you, when you'll have it all, life healed and whole. So roll up your sleeves, put your mind in gear, be totally ready to receive the gift that's coming when Jesus arrives. Don't lazily slip back into those old grooves of evil doing just what you feel like doing. I can see God there and me heading my own way and God coming out and me turning around. No, don't slip back. You didn't know any better then. You do now. As obedient children, let yourself be pulled into a way of life shaped by God's life, a life energetic and blazing with holiness. God said, I'm holy. You be holy. You call out to God for help and he helps. He's a good father that way. But don't forget, he's also a responsible father and won't let you get by with sloppy living. Your life is a journey you must travel with the deep consciousness of God. It costs God plenty to get you out of that dead-end, empty-headed life you grew up in. He paid with Christ's sacred blood, you know. He died like an unblemished sacrificial lamb 
and this was no afterthought. Even though it has only lately at the end of the ages become public knowledge, God always knew he was going to do this for you. It's because of this sacrificed Messiah, whom God then raised from the dead and glorified, that you trust God, that you know you have a future. My words, the best definition of salvation, probably God gets his family back. But I've added, our lives now and into the future in God's loving hands. So I trust, like the leper that was healed, we can rejoice and say, clean, right with God. And that we can head home praising God. Amen? Let me just pray and I hand back to Zoran. God, thank you that you love us so much you said it's your own son to die that we might live. Thank you, Lord, that when we have walked away selfishly, that, Lord, you've chased us, really, and, and you're there and your arms are outstretched and you want us to be in relationship with you because, Lord, you want us to be members of your family. Lord, if there's anyone here today that doesn't know you and, and they're in a pit, I pray, Lord, that as they look up, they'll see your smiling face and, and Lord, they'll want to take your hand and say, Lord, I'm sorry, I want to be your friend and follow you. Shoot my arrows your way. Feel your loving embrace. And Lord, for the rest of us, I just pray, Lord, that the thought of salvation will fill us with joy and gladness. We'll take up our beds and head home praising you. Lord, I pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.